Welcome to the Highland Herald, a Final Fantasy podcast where we, two Final Fantasy obsessed brothers, discuss everything from Azura to Zell and all things in between. We are your hosts, Wolfkins and Soloist, the Brothers of Light. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode three of Highwind Herald. I am one of your hosts, Wolfkins, and as always, I have my brother here with me, Soloist. How are you doing today, sir? I am wonderfully great. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited to get into this topic. Today, we're going to be talking about our top five favorite Final Fantasies. We've been focusing kind of on the new stuff, so I figured today we should look backwards in the rearview mirror and kind of go through what we think are the five best. Now, keep in mind, we're going to be discussing what our top five favorites are, not necessarily what we think the top five best ones are. Absolutely. Those are two very, very different things. (laughs) But before we get into that, I have our weekly trivia question. Are you ready? It is my week. And uh, are are you ready for this one? Oh, I was born ready. Okay, here we go. This self-taught musician would go on to compose some of the most memorable tracks in Final Fantasy history, including One-Winged Angel. Umatsu? Ah, you got it. Do you know the full name? I don't need to know the full name. <laughs> That's, that is correct. It is Nobuo Uematsu. Hey, I, I, got a, I got a music education degree. I think, I think um, one of the things I have fixated on a lot with Final Fantasy like in one year was its music. So, well, and th- that's why I thought you might get this one. So I didn't think yeah. it was too hard, but uh, I was hoping I would throw you off a little bit. But you survived another week. So congratulations. Nobuo Uematsu is the answer for this week's trivia question. As always, we'll put the uh, trivia question and the answer in the show notes as well. If you want to check those out before you listen to the episode, then if you want to guess on your own, feel free to. So, anyway, Soloist, what have you been up to this week? Have you had any Final Fantasy in your life this week? I, I want to get back into 14 and play it again some more. Um, I'm still really burnt out on MMOs. I'm really interested in what's going on inside of that world and everything. Um, outside of that, I haven't played anything in Final Fantasy except I haven't even told you about this. I have this weird itch. I can't scratch it. And I don't know why I have it. But I have this weird itch to play Final Fantasy 12 again. 12? That was a random one I was not expecting to come out of your mouth just then. I know. <laughs> I have no idea. I really kind of want to play it again. I I remember liking the battle system quite a bit, and I feel like if I understood the story, I probably would like it. You know, giving it a little more attention that you than you should give a story to understand it. Like I don't feel like you should study a story to have to understand it. But here we are. Um, I have a weird itch to play that game, and I don't know why. I have no idea. Well, good good luck with, with that. Not to spoil the later discussion, but Final Fantasy XII will not be making my top five. Mine neither. Uh, right. it, it, it's not one of my favorites in the series. I, I did play it again. I played it when it first came out, but I did play through it again when the Zodiac Age launched for the PS4. Didn't improve my opinion of it a lot. It still is one of the ones that I put towards the bottom of the list. I know that there's people out there, it's probably their favorite one. I'm not crapping on it right now, but it is not my favorite one. 
when I picked the Zodiac Age up from the GameStop, um, from the GameStop, uh, the the dude who sold it to me seemed to think it was like God's greatest gift on this planet, like it was the best game ever. I will say that the Zodiac Age was a vast improvement over the original one that we got here in America. Anyway, uh, I enjoyed the Zodiac Age and the job system and what they did with that a lot better than I did whenever it came out for PS2. Absolutely. Well, I, I know you've been watching a little bit of 14 because you were actually up here over the weekend and watched me play about two hours of 14 as I fate grinded going for my upgraded resistance weapon, which I did get stage two. I am I am working on the final stage of this patch, just grinding out the dungeons for it. I think I need two more, but that's kind of what I've been focusing on Final Fantasy. I really enjoyed watching you play it too. Yeah, it was fun. I, I haven't really had a chance to play any Final Fantasy V like I've been doing, but fourteen, I've definitely been putting most of my free time into just trying to keep up with that. And the Bosgen Southern Front is still one of the most fun things I've done in that game in a long time. I'm really enjoying my time in there, too. Yeah, um, it looked fun. All of it looked really fun. It, most of what you were doing was just doing Fates, but, you know, I still was watching you play the game, and we were discussing, because I made a ninja, and we were discussing what to re-roll for me, because I'm kind of not feeling it anymore i don't feel the need to main the same job the entire time i play the game unlike i did when i played other mmos so i'm dumb on the job hunt I'm <laughs> i think you should give monk a try you you've mentioned liking it in the past so yeah, and, and a, from what i hear they've got some good stuff coming up from monk they're reworking it in, in the 60s i believe yeah, maybe you should just finish that off i mean yeah. i'm i'm a red mage through and through that's what i'm going to be playing to what you just said, though, about watching me do fates, I, I think looking back, I think I did 45 fates that night. Holy cow. <laughs> I burned, yeah, I burned through a lot trying to unlock that resistance weapon. It's pretty easy. There's a bunch of parties around because if you do fates in certain areas, that's how you work towards the upgrade items for these weapons. So there's a lot of people congregated in those areas right now anyway. So it, it went pretty quick. You get in a party and you just fly around and. Yeah, it seemed to go pretty quick. I didn't. That did not feel like forty-five. No, 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 it didn't. Well, it was pretty late too. So, anyway, before we get into our main topic, I do have a couple just news highlights I want to go through. Most of these are focused on Final Fantasy fourteen, but you know that's that seems to be where a lot of the news is right now. Just a reminder that the Make It Rain campaign is now live. It went live as of this recording, so that's Wednesday. By the time this episode actually comes out, it'll been live for a couple of days. This is a gold saucer related campaign that increases the amount of gold saucer points you get by doing tasks there. This is going to be live through November 20th. So if you've got something you're looking to buy, just want to check out the gold saucer, now's the time to do it. Speaking of the time to do it, they've also launched their free login campaign. So if you are ever, ever an Eorzean Explorer and you want to get back in between now and November 23rd, you can play up to 96 hours free just logging in. So basically, once you log in, I think they just track how much game time you've been playing. And Now, I got a question on that. Um, yeah. So I've heard up until now that the game is free up through Heaven's Word, right? Correct. For the free trial. For the free trial. So that means that until you pass through Heaven's Word, you play the game completely for free. For the most part. There are some things that are limited. Uh, I'm not sure off the top of my head exactly what those are. But I do think there's some limited functionality. But as far as story, as far as leveling characters, if you just get the free trial, you can play up through Heaven's Word for free. So if, if you ever start paying and get off the free trial, can you ever revert back to it? No. 
Oh, no. that's 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 kinda, not how that works. That's kind of lame. That's so this would be if if you're one of those people that that bought it and now you've lapsed a little bit. This free login campaign that's for you. This is the 96 hours for you to jump back in and explore. I think you're still subbed though, even though you're not playing, right? I'm not asking for me. Yeah, um, my buddy is coming over next week and we we're gonna play. So this works out well for him. Yeah, he can play. He can play as long as he starts before november 23rd he's got 96 hours to jump back in get re-addicted and then sign back up for another month absolutely also uh my final bit of final fantasy 14 news there is an all saints wake sale going on right now so on the final fantasy 14 store that's 30 percent off all of their spooky halloween items i know that i just bought me some halloween items like two weeks ago so kind of wish i had held out although i've had a you know pumpkin head running around since the beginning of October. So I've gotten my money's worth out of it, I think. But if you're looking to pick up one of those pets or I think the pumpkin mount or something like that, I think they're all on sale for 30% off. So I do think that Square Enix is about to get a little bit more of my money because I absolutely love all of their holiday stuff. And a lot of their items are relatively affordable. Some of their mounts are kind of expensive, but most of their cosmetic stuff, I feel like is is affordable. I've never looked at the store so I can't tell you. Well, they have a lot of stuff. So they have different cosmetic outfits. They have emotes you can buy. I do think the emotes are a little expensive. I think it's like $7 for an emote. Yeah, I, I've never used emotes. That seems like the biggest waste of money ever. Yeah, some people use them a lot. So, But yeah, they, they have way, way too many emotes that I would ever look at, at buying. But, you know, they, they've got the mounts, the pets. And I think actually, you know, your love of the twins you know, Alice, you can, you can actually get her outfit now. Oh, <laughs> so they, wow. they just put that on the store, I think a couple days ago. So you should rush out and get that as soon as possible. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, you're, if you're still looking to spend money and you don't really want to buy anything for final fantasy 14, there is new music available. So there's two new soundtracks that have come out. I don't know if soundtracks are the right word, but there's two new albums. There's the Symphonic Memories concert. This is music from all of Square Enix, so it's not just Final Fantasy. And it's recording from a December 19th, 2019 concert, I believe. And there's also Square Enix Jazz featuring music from Final Fantasy VII. I didn't even know this was a thing. Pretty interested to maybe check this out. I am going to put the links to both of those where you can get those in the show notes if, if any of that sparks your interest. So you've got you know, your concert music and your jazz music. I know that you, in particular, soloists, really like jazz. Yeah, that interests me. The links to that will be in the show notes if that's something that you're interested in pursuing. If you have money left over after this uh, All Saints Wake sale, of course. <laughs> um, I is that Symphonic Memories concert the thing that we were gonna go to? But got no, canceled? that's a little different. Okay, uh, that that's that is different. That was a new world. So Final Fantasy has a bunch of different, you know, orchestras out there. The most famous probably being Distant Worlds, which. Oh, I'm having such a distant world's withdrawal. We've we've been to see them twice now. I know, but that first time was it was all it took to get me hooked. And then we went the second time and then I, think I preferred the second show over the first. But that that could be a whole discussion in its own. Yeah, and, and we could talk about that later. I think Yeah, I think the second show overall was a better experience. Um even just, you know, we we kind of knew what to expect and the people around us were really into it. Plus, there was the uh, 
the arcade, the barcade right next to our hotel. So all of that kind of plays into that being a great experience. But yeah, I, I was really looking forward to maybe trying to do Distant Worlds again this year or a new world, which was supposed to be more intimate Final Fantasy music with with strings and violins and just softer music. They have a very good two albums, I believe, out too, worth checking out for sure. As Soloist mentioned, we had tickets for, what, March originally? Yeah. And then that got postponed because of coronavirus to September and eventually got canceled. So we haven't been able to do anything distant worlds or anything related this year. We probably won't be able to for a really long time either. Yeah, it's not really looking good, is it? Nope. So we are in the midst of a plague. So we will we'll get back to it when we can. But in the meantime, if you're looking to get that fix, there are some new music albums you can check out. Links in the show notes. But with that, that brings us to the end of what news I had to talk about this week. It's time to get into some arguing. No. (laughs) (laughs) I've been both looking forward to this and dreading this at the same time. Okay, look, it's probably going to go fine until we get to number one. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, I think number three is going to be pretty bad. Well, let's see. I will say this right here. There, there shouldn't be any major disputes <laughs> until we get to number one. Although I will, I will say our tastes are very different. So our I'm assuming are extremely different. Our list will be extremely different. Uh, here's what I want to do. I want you to go first. I'll follow up. So let's start at the bottom. No, what yeah, we're going to be yeah. doing. You got to start at the bottom. <laughs> top five. So this is our top five favorite, not the ones we think are the best. Although maybe they would, you know, maybe we think that too, but. These are just the top five that we get the most enjoyment out of. So what I want from you, Solo, is just give me your number five. Tell me what it is and tell me why it made your list, what you like so much about it. And then I'll either agree or tell you why you're wrong. And then I'll go into my fifth one. So, so I'll, start, I'll start by saying that my top five list has shifted a lot over the course of my fandom for Final Fantasy. It started when I was really young. So since I've gotten into this series and I've started making top five lists, because making top five lists and top ten lists is like my favorite thing to do, my list has shifted a lot because I've gotten older and my tastes have changed. I can't necessarily say that there's any that I've grown to hate. I've hated two since I've played it. Um, I think that's going to be a theme. It's just ragging on two. But this is my final list. I think this is a list that I can confidently say I've had for about two or three years now. And this is confident. This number five used to be my second favorite in the series, but now it's number five. And that is Final Fantasy VI. Final Fantasy VI is a lot of people's favorite, and a lot of people consider this to be the best in the series. And I entirely understand both of those points. Final Fantasy VI um, is at its best when it comes to just world building. You have so many. There's a lot of characters. This makes it hard to like care about them. But it does help a lot with the world building because it feels like you ha- you take away a little piece of every place you leave. Like when you leave Doma, you take away a little piece of um, you take a little piece of it away with you when you bring Cyan with you and stuff like that. So the world building is fantastic. The summon system is one of the best in the series, but not quite the best. And the only thing that holds six back for me is the the tendency that you kind of forget which character your is your favorite or you kind of forget to care about them since you have such a big cast and half of them like never speak because the majority of the cast is optional which is what they decided to go for it's a it's a good um it's a good interesting tactic to go for but 
it just doesn't work for me when you just have a bunch of bodies standing there. And that's the only thing that holds the game back to me. Other than that, I think it has probably the best Final Fantasy antagonist through Kefka in the whole series. Um, I think Oof. it has... Yeah, I'm saying it. The disagreements are starting early. I think Kefka is by far the most intimidating and scary entity in the series. Because I really don't like clowns. But um, I think the soundtrack is up there with some of the best. Not quite the best. And I think that just the visuals, what they were able to push the Super Nintendo to do is absolutely fantastic. So that, my number five will be Final Fantasy VI. All right, all right. Good choice. The uh, The differences have already started. Final Fantasy VI does not make my list. Uh, I, I don't disagree with, with too much of what you said, though. I, I think that what you said pretty much sums up Final Fantasy VI. My main issue has always been the, in, the huge cast. I, I like my games to have a smaller, more intimate cast. Or, you know, a handful of people that the story's kind of like really revolves around. And six, I'm I'm with you. I just, it's hard for me to even make a good party in six because I'm like, oh my God, who do I like? I pick four people and I'm, I've left 26 sitting on the bench. If it makes you feel any better, you can kind of just pick who you like in that game. I mean, there's, everyone has a little bit of like identity to them. But, but that's like, my problem. I like more than four. <laughs> so how do, I, how do I narrow it yeah. down? Well, don't pick a final party. Just rotate it every dungeon. Yeah, I like my... You know you know me. I like having my core group that I just stick with. Yeah, that's true. Well, whoever it is, just pick Mog. You'll have a good time. I, I, I think I'll probably disagree with Kefka being the greatest antagonist, but we'll save that for another time. For me, number five is Final Fantasy X. Uh, this has been one of my top five favorites forever. It keeps, it's moved down the list a little bit, but not because I like it less and less. There's just, I I just keep finding things that I just like just a little bit better. And let me preface, by the way, my top five list, all very close. This was a very hard list for me to put together because deciding what went in three and what went in four and what went in five was really hard. But I I really love Final Fantasy X. I think it is possibly the strongest story of all of the main series Final Fantasies, not not considering spinoffs or anything like that. The oh, story yeah, is that's a bold take. I yeah. It is it is clear, it is concise, it makes sense, it has emotion. It just you by the end of this game, you really care about all of the characters. You see their journey, you see their growth, and that's why Final Fantasy X definitely makes my top five. I love the battle system. I like the the modified turn-based system that it has and uh you know Yuna I just love her. <laughs> she's one of she's one of my favorite Final Fantasy characters just overall. So Final Fantasy 10 definitely makes number 5 for me. Yeah, it, it like I said I'd like to put it higher but there's just other Final Fantasies that I have more fondness to for either, you know, in the game or even external circumstances. We'll get to that in a little bit. But Final Fantasy 10, do you have any major disagreements here? I have a lot to say. I'll start off by saying I really don't like thinking about Final Fantasy X at all. Uh, and here's why. When I first no, hold on before it, before we get into this, I just want to say we we're gonna try to keep it. We're not we're not gonna try to ruin anything. But from this point forward, there might be spoilers. Yeah, so I just I'm, want people it's to be listen. hard not to. So you know, from it, just keep in mind as we as we list which one we're talking about because based on what based on that introduction i'm thinking he might eventually get to the end of final fantasy 10 so if you don't want that spoiled 
you know, that you might start trying to jump around a little bit, move forward or something like that. But just, just wanted to put that out there. Didn't mean to cut you off. Back it's, to you're you. fine. I actually don't meant, intend to mention the end. Um, okay. When I okay. First played through Final Fantasy X. I was in high school and I loved it. It was number two on my list. I know I already said six was on my list, but this was the first thing to really dethrone six. This was number two on my list and I loved it. I'm getting older and my tastes change. And every time I think of 10, I dislike it more and more. I still like it. I still think it's a great game. I would I I think a good counter argument. I don't think the story is clear. I don't think it's easy to understand. Really? I still don't okay. understand what is necessarily entirely going on with Tidus and Jekt. Okay. I uh, know father and son. I I you know, I feel like I could know if I was explained it um or if someone explained it to me or if I looked it up, but I don't know how I get that full story through the game. Other than that, I do think it is some some of Square Enix's strongest storytelling. The game's big weak points for me that really stick out is that the older I get and the more I realize, you know, when I play games, I want to kind of play them my way, right? My way or the highway. 10 offers that to me in the sphere grid because you can build any character however you want. But at the end of the day in 10, and I know I've complained about this a lot around you, I truly don't like completely linear JRPGs. And that is just really 10 is really where square enix started to do that a lot with one exception the whole game is pretty much going from point a to point b you get some times later in the game where you can backtrack and do a few different things but really all you're doing is just picking which point on the giant line you've been walking on the whole game you want to go back to and the idea of an open world they give you i forget what it's called those open planes what were they called Oh, I, I'm not, I know what you're talking about, but that I don't think is necessarily even that open world. Yeah, it's just, that's exactly yeah. right. That's not even open world. It's just a giant plane to walk around. That Final Fantasy X. Calmland. Yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy X is a purely narrative experience that is something I appreciate. But sometimes I don't want to log into a game and necessarily go straight through the story. Maybe I want to do some side quests. Maybe I want to ex- find a hidden little area I didn't know about. That's what I really want from games nowadays. So that's fair. And I think this is one of the main points where you and I do differ a little bit is because what I'm looking for from Final Fantasy is the story. I love the story. That's what I'm in it to experience. I- I'm playing Final Fantasy five right now and I get out of the first the first. What is it? The water crystal tower? No, wind. I get out of the wind tower and I'm just standing there and I'm like, I, I don't know where to go. Like I'm, I'm, am I just supposed to find the nearest town? What am I supposed to do? And then that makes me feel overwhelmed and lost. And then I feel like I need to be looking up a guide to make sure I'm not missing. Yeah, but There's your sense of adventure. You're not always going to have people telling you where the next point of your adventure is. Sometimes you have to f- ask and find out. You have to explore and be like, Oh, look, here's something of interest. But the game has a narrative that it's trying to deliver to me, and that's what I want to see. Because especially, I, I don't necessarily care what all these NPC town folks, I, I don't always care. Especially in early in the game, I just don't care. So I don't want to have to go talk to everybody just to see if they'll give me a piece of, of information about... If I'm looking to do some kind of like deep exploration like that, I'm going to go play D&D. When I sit down to play Final Fantasy, I just want the story. And that's that's where we're different, because that's why I tend to like some of the more linear ones. Uh, <clears throat> Final Fantasy 13. 
whereas you just don't. Oh God, that's not on this so, list. No, we're moving on. Uh, oh. What's your number four? All right. Uh, in hopes that I don't get disappointed later on. My number four is controversial for me in the past. Um, this only recently scratched my top five list, but it's Final Fantasy V. Now, before, I danced back and forth between whether I liked four or six more. Now, uh, spoiler, four is number six on my list. Final Fantasy V is not the narratively strongest game in the series, but I will say, of all, even number one, I think Final Fantasy V has the best system of any Final Fantasy game. I would agree. Absolutely. The job system is so in-depth. It is so fun to explore and just completely engulf yourself into it. Final Fantasy V's weak point is telling its story in kind of a way that the 1, 2, and 3 did. Whenever it's following up 4, which was primarily, as cheesy as it was, story-based. But Final Fantasy V still has a really in in, um, a really in-depth story and has a certain point in the game, which I would argue did something very bold. And I'm trying not to be say spoilers because he's playing through it right now. It does something very bold that it did before a certain other Final Fantasy game that other people are typically like, oh, that Final Fantasy game did this first when uh five did. And you'll see what I'm talking about. You'll see what I'm talking about. Well, even vague, I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So you'll, unless you got spoiled on it, I really don't think you do. Cause well, I, didn't, I didn't see it coming at all when I first played. I was like, what? <laughs> but um, yeah, Final Fantasy V and then has one of the hardest final bosses. There's not much more I can say about it other than purely the gameplay alone bumped this all the way up to number four to me. It doesn't have a bad story. It has a very generic story where, haha, I'm evil entity, come back every thousand years, time to beat me again. Yeah, but, so far, you know, I, I'm only past the second crystal, but I, I will echo, I think that the job system is one of the most interesting that I've seen so far. But yeah, the story is, oh no, crystals, shattering. Oh no, we're heroes, let's go save the world. Now, I'm not I'm not dogging on it. I'm actually really enjoying Final Fantasy V so far, but yeah, the story's a little light. Yeah, and um have you met the main antagonist or even heard of him yet? Uh I don't think so. Well, he don't, That's what, don't X get Death it. or whatever. Yeah, right? X Death. X Death, his character description is bad guy. <laughs> he does not have any in-depth peg story. He yeah. is just bad guy. So. And stuff like that, I, I do I do look for a little more motivation in my villains. Some of my more favorite villains are the ones that have have that drive to where you can actually step back and say, oh, from their perspective, I see where they're coming from. And that's mm -hmm. why, you know, some of these villains at the end, like X-Death and one that I'm sure we'll talk about before this podcast is over. Just really rubbed me the wrong way. Oh, I thought you were talking about somebody, and now I realize you're talking about the... Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, so, I, okay, okay, that's a, that's a good pick. I will, I will not give you too much crap for that pick. But, it's my turn. <sighs> and I gotta say, this one was a hard one for me, for three and four. Back and forth to figure out which one got the higher billing. And I have really wrestled with this. But I have to put at number four, Final Fantasy XI. Oh, thank God. 
<laughs> I know you I, don't like 13 better than 11, so I have I nothing don't, to worry about. I don't know. Oh, you're just waiting for me to say 13. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so glad you didn't. We need to have a whole episode about that crap. Sh- I mean, that game. Hey, now. Hey now. <laughs> Final Fantasy 11 was my first introduction to MMOs in general. And oh, my God, did it take over most of my high school life. I absolutely love this game. This is, it was at one point the only thing I was playing. And I have had so many great times playing this. In fact, if we're just ranking which Final Fantasy we've had the most fun with, Final Fantasy XI is number one. There is not a single other Final Fantasy that I have had more fun playing, that I have more fun memories over. Every time I hear the theme song for Santa Oria, I just get taken back to that time in high school where I was playing this up all night with the random groups of people that I'd found. Because once you got in a party in this game, you did not leave that party because you would never get it back. So if it was a good one, you stuck with it no matter how late it got. Final Fantasy XI has given me more enjoyable moments than any other Final Fantasy. The only reason that it's uh, you know not like number one yeah, is because... Well, there there are things about it, especially I, I just played it over the summer a little bit more. There are things about it today that it, it's showing its age. There's things that kind of hold it back. The MMO market is a little different now. I like I said, I just played it a couple months ago for quite a while. I, I hadn't hit I had I had stopped playing before they upped the cap to 99. So I wanted to go back. You know, my goal is to at least beat every mainline Final Fantasy. So I considered beating one of the MMOs max level and completing the main story of the base game. So that's what I wanted to do. So I I did that, and I, again, loved it. I love the world of Vanadiel, of Final Fantasy XI. It is one of the most gorgeous, thought-out worlds that I've played, especially in Final Fantasy. But there are just some aspects of it where it's starting to show its age. It's a little bit harder to do, and it is more of a grind. So that's one of the things that kind of holds it back. It's a little bit harder to just pick up and play these days. So that's why it's dropped down a little bit. But I know you don't have a lot of experience with Final Fantasy XI, so everybody just has to take my word on how great it is. Yeah, but I don't. I'm actually surprised it's that low. Um, I don't have any qualms against picking Final Fantasy XI. Um, um, I tried to get into it recently. You know that. We were on Discord. Um it has potential for me to like it a lot, especially since I can main a blue mage. But, uh, you know, I could see your point. I don't have anything negative to say because my, you know, experience was short and mostly positive. I can see where you're coming from. I preferred the kind of slower MMO combat thing. I liked that a lot. Um, uh, you know, whenever I'm playing um, other games like 14 and WoW, I like like a fast GCD and a really going quick. But that was a lot different, and it didn't feel like an MMO, and I really liked that. It, yes, it, it feels it. It has a different feel than most other MMOs on the market, especially today because it's an older one. So I don't have anything. I think the soundtrack is amazing. I have. Oh, the soundtrack is. Oh, I have so nothing good. bad to say about that. I feel like I'd really enjoy that if I got into it. Might stream it in the future at Starcaller Soloist on Twitch. And, and like I said, my top five are razor thin close. Like this one and my third one have gone back and forth. My two I, I just, three are I just had to pick I just had to pick one to put above the other. 
And it was like a last minute decision as I was typing my list out because it's they're all razor th- thin, four, three, and two. Could jostle. Actually, it's it's more like a tie of one, then the next three, and then Final Fantasy ten. I mean, my two and three are ra- are really close, but my number one is on a completely different league than any of these. <laughs> all right. Well, that was a nice segue. What's your number three? Okay. My two and three have went back and forth for a Crystal long Chronicles, time. Crystal Chronicles, right? Oh, That's... gosh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, this is probably not even final, because I'll probably change my mind tomorrow. They're that close. But as I'm standing right now, my number three is Final Fantasy Seven. Now, Final Fantasy Seven is the end-all, be-all for a lot of fans or favorite game. And we discussed this earlier in the show, but it's not this show, but I think last episode. Seven was a lot of people's in the West segue into Final Fantasy. It was I didn't mine. play it. I didn't play it until I was in college. <laughs> I didn't play it until about like four years ago, three or four. And well, needless to say, I loved it. I saw, and I'm talking about the PS1 version, not the remake, by the way. I, you know, the remake was great and all, but I don't think it'll ever be able to hold a candle to the original to me because I love classic Final Fantasy. I love turn-based RPGs. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with 7 Remake, but Final Fantasy 7, you know, it's little goofy characters that run around their paintbrush hands, the amazing, albeit confusing story. The I, for one, like the Materia system a lot, and the characters are what really drive that game for me completely. Barrett was my absolute favorite character in the game trying to be like this big tough guy but holding a soft spot for his daughter and eventually having a soft spot for his party members and tifa's adorable um red 13 is you know the greatest character awesome my final party was barrett and red 13 actually i don't think you can play that game without red 13 you you don't have a soul if you do (laughs) but Every character is in that the best. game. I mean, the character development in that game was so good that they made an entire spinoff about an optional character. Like, let that sink in. Right. Well, I mean, Final Fantasy VII, it has the compilation. It has the biggest expanded universe out of any Final Fantasy property. Yeah, and there is There's a, a reason entire for reason for that. Yeah, it is, it is a very, very good game. Absolutely amazing. The soundtrack is one of the best in video game history. One Winged Angel is known by everybody. Composed by Nobuo Uematsu. Yeah. There's nothing more I can really say about this game other than the the weak sides or that it has shown its age. That's about all I can say. Yeah, but as soon as it starts showing its age, they remade it. Yep. I will say I I agree with a lot. You know, when I was a lot younger, I actually thought the Materia system was the end all be all this is how all final fantasy should do it because this is this is the way as the mandalorian would say as i've gone over i've soured a little bit on the materia system i know we probably lost listeners based on that actually no Uh, the majority of the opinions i see online is that a lot of people don't like it really yeah i I used to really like it i I have soured on it it does kind of make all of your characters feel not as unique, but I think my biggest problem is it's very hard, especially with how much that game makes you switch characters. I felt like I was constantly redoing my materia. It was hard to just set it up and have my setup because, oh, okay, now this character's going to run off. 
Oh God, who? What did I have on hand? Now I have to build my materia back and out. If on... they run off with the materia, do they keep it? Well, I th- I think if they go off, they. I think it's dependent. I think there's times during the game where you get it back, and there's times where they hold on to it because they're not gone that long, and then there's times when Yuffie just takes all of it and runs away. So that's fun. Oh yeah. But I I. I there's there's just little things like that that kind of annoy me on my playthrough I did a year or two ago that I had forgotten about. And then I also, sometimes it can make you feel, depending on how many slots you have, like, oh God, this weapon's so much better, but the materia slots are less. It, I know it's a choice. And I know that's the design they were going for to make you have to make that choice. But I do think I prefer other systems similar to like five or nine even to where you kind of learn abilities as you go and once you become so proficient in that ability, you can keep it, even if you switch. But so, so yeah. It, one thing that was interesting about Materia is you could level it up on one character and swap all of that progress to another character. So that's that was interesting. Yeah, there, there's really hardly anything negative to say about it. All right, going on to my third one. This one is uh, you're probably going to see a pattern emerging, and it just barely beat out its predecessor. But Final Fantasy fourteen is my third. I cannot believe you're able to say you like that better than eleven. Now okay, now listen. Hold on now. Listen, got to hear me out. Like I just said, these things were they're tied. Like they are on the same level. I just had to pick one to put above the other, and I picked fourteen for this reason. The story for fourteen is presented in a much cleaner fashion. It is delivered with. You know, eleven. The story's there. You have to. You have to look for it. Even, even the main story, the missions they have, still make you look for it. Whereas fourteen presents it in a nice, clear. Here's your story, and fourteen has some of the best storytelling of the series. When you look at Shadowbringers and Heaven's Ward, both of those stories are just phenomenal. So literally, Final Fantasy fourteen edged out eleven just because of the story. Now, like I said before, when I think about my fondest Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy XI will always surpass fourteen, just because of that nostalgia from before. But as far as the game that I had to pick for three, I went with fourteen because I think the story is there. I think the way they present it is better. It's a cleaner, more polished game, especially after A Realm Reborn. And it, it, it allows me more customization with my character, too. In my head, in my head canon, because I, I made my characters look exactly the same in 11 and 14, basically the same name. In my head, they're the same character. Like my 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 champion got finished with Vanadiel and found himself transported to Heidelin. So just for, with that kind of mindset, 14 allows me to do a little more customization on what I'm viewing as the same character. So I kind of view them as like this bundle together. So that's why I just I went ahead and put 14 just a little bit higher than 11. I I like 14. 14 doesn't scratch my five list, by the way, but that doesn't mean I don't like it. Um, it probably falls at like I I, I can't even say where it falls because um, a, a lot of the time I find myself not counting MMOs when I realize I need to and I have a hard time making myself count them. But Final Fantasy 14 is absolutely fantastic. Like there's nothing there's nothing I can say really bad about it. Well, then, if you've got nothing to say, let's move on to your number two. Don't know what this is going to be, actually. I'm curious. Number two is Chocobo Mystery. No. <laughs> oh, um, see. Okay. 
Well, see, you almost took my number one. I thought you were going to say Chocobo Racing, and I was like, "Dude, that's <laughs> that's my number one." Which but side point? Chocobo side point. Racing I love that game. Great. <laughs> All right. That was this, a fun game. This is going to be the most controversial pick of the entire episode. I'm a hundred percent sure. Um, two. A very mixed game in the fan base, but my second favorite Final Fantasy game is Final Fantasy 15. Oh, the yeah. fight starts here. Final Fantasy 15. I am not going to ignore all of the things that are wrong with it. It is complete bullarkey that most of the story was hidden behind DLC. It is complete bullarkey that you DLC that never got released, by the way. Well, there's only one that didn't get released, <laughs> and they released I, it in a graphic novel. I thought there was like three that didn't get released. I, I do know they completed the story in a graphic novel, but I think there was more than one that didn't get released. I thought it was just episode Noctis that was left out. I could be wrong, though. I could be wrong. But um, it is complete bullarkey that the antagonist's biggest expedition, you couldn't hear it because Noctis was filling himself a little too much. <laughs> I think they patched that uh after the game was released but yeah I, I remember getting to the climax of that and just i was like what what is what are you saying i can't hear you and of course yeah. i didn't have subtitles on just a quick note it does look like that there were three dlcs that did not get released noctis luna freya and aranea that's the first i've heard of that well i mean if the story's finished i'm really sad that they didn't end up releasing all the dlc but because the dlc was really fun um i actually didn't play any of it i bought the original season pass and i don't think i touched a single one of them final fantasy 15 is the game in the series that is most catered to what i want um it's still not my favorite and I'll, that'll explain that in a moment but you literally are thrown in it says this is where you need to go but just just look at look at all this and you could just ignore everything and go do whatever the heck you want i believe no world in the entire final fantasy again i'm not counting mmos 14 probably does a better job at this there's no world that feels more alive and engulfed in than final fantasy 15's world and the whole reason is because you're literally in the world i personally love the battle system i love warping around everywhere i feel awesome um, the characters, you know, we mentioned before that it was a very different thing that, you know, you have four bros with um, heading on a road trip. That was a dynamic I didn't know I really wanted until I had it. Now, this would be a really big problem if Final Fantasy had a tradition of having stuff going on like that. But every other game has really strong female leads. Final Fantasy 15 did not. So I didn't so much mind it because it was a brand new thing. And it had a really, really interesting dynamic because, you know, a lot of people like really focus in on wanting to have a really good romance. But Final Fantasy has done this in the past, but no game has done it better than 15 to really like have a dynamic between friends that is as deep as a romance is usually. That game is not about romance between Noctis and Lunafreya. That game is about your friendship between your friends. And as I get older, that's something I realize that I care about probably just as much as romance stuff. Because, you know, the older you get, the more you lose friends. And the ones you keep and hold on to, those are the ones that, you know, you care about. This game really, like, speaks out to that. The story is amazing, but not presented the best. 
the thing that puts Final Fantasy 15 so high on my list is my experience with it. No ending to a game has made me feel get such goosebumps and tear up quite like 15 with a few exceptions. Yeah, I think it's I think the things that hold this game back to a lot of people is the presentation 100%. I think Final Fantasy 15 is absolutely an S tier Final Fantasy game though. Wow. One of two. So you you got really deep there in the middle. So it makes me feel bad about disagreeing with you. <laughs> so interesting. Okay, yeah, I, I would not put Final Fantasy 15 as an S tier personally. In fact, 15 is near the bottom for me. As it is most people. I, I recognize what you're saying, and I, I understand a lot of the benefits of that too. It, it does. I do definitely agree that it it focuses on that that bond. That is probably the best thing this game has going for it. And the last 20 minutes of the game. Here's a, here's a spoiler. But once the, the time jump happens and you come out as badass Noctis with the, the facial hair, from then to the end of the game, I thoroughly enjoyed 15. Up until then, I, I just I felt kind of like I was always just muddling around. I just didn't really, I just didn't really get engaged with it. I like the concept of an open world, but I think I would have preferred that open world had it been a little bit more like like classic Final Fantasy or I, I don't think I like the modern setting. That was a little bit of a turnoff for me. I loved it. I loved it, loved it. I, I like the either the futuristic type settings, such as like Final Fantasy VII, or the medieval settings like Final Fantasy everything else. But I just didn't I didn't really dive into just like the road trip and i hated just going somewhere and having to wait in the car while i like actually drove for five minutes See, that is another thing that we disagree on i love i loved picking a good song to listen to and just looking at the world and the landscapes the sunset the sunrise oh it's a very pretty game don't get me wrong i never minded long road trips i always loved it and that's a that's an unpopular opinion but i just was engulfed i loved it Uh, absolutely i i see very little wrong with the game i really do i see i see very little right with the game (laughs) so and again i'm i'm glad you like it i'm not i'm not trying to say you shouldn't it just it definitely was not my cup of tea i just did not i just didn't really connect with it it is one of those final fantasies that i've kind of put on my list of revisit one day just in case you know maybe i'll try to play the royal edition that has all the DLC kind of baked into it. Maybe I'll, I'll I'll connect with it a little more. The DLC definitely helps. I, I didn't really buy into the, the battle system. I was so glad Final Fantasy VII went in a different direction, and I'm hoping Final Fantasy XVI does too, because I just wasn't feeling Final Fantasy XV's battle system. I felt like magic was basically useless and non-existent in it. I don't think I ever used magic at all in that game, really. And the warping around was really cool, but I it took me a while to understand the whole, you know, going to zero hit points kind of system they have set up to where you don't fall unconscious, but you're staggered. And I, well, I like that. I like that because when you're in like a high like action battle system and you have to watch out for your health to hit zero, you're dead. You know, a lot of times in 15, you'd go from full health, you'd blink and you'd be at zero and staggered. Like, right. If you had been dead there. The game would have been too hard, so they I give agreed. You, they give you wiggle room there to get your characters back up. I highly appreciated that. No, I just wish it had been something more like give me more HP. Like I like how Kingdom Hearts does it. When you get low, it's got that little. Give me more HP. I just hate it. Like that. 
That I is do. annoying. Well, woo, then, woo, 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 woo. That was awful. Heal yourself or, you know, don't get hit. Stop sucking. But no, I, no, I didn't you like can't how. can't say that. You can't say that because that is just stupid. It's just bad. It's just dumb. You can't say you can't say just don't get hit on Kingdom Hearts. Uh, have you have you been on YouTube? There are all sorts of people that literally just don't get hit. Yeah, I'm not one of those people. And they dedicate their all. lives to that game. <laughs> I am not one of those people. I was I was being facetious. But what I'm saying is, I prefer having you know a hit a hit point when I go to zero I'm down. I just because like you said, one hit would sometimes stagger you, and I just felt like, oh god, I'm getting staggered all the time by something I probably should have avoided. Well, that's probably you might be too low a level when that happened. Possibly because I thought the side quests were tedious and mind numbing, so I did as little as possible. They're just the same as fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> it feels different in fourteen. That's what I'm saying. It- in fact, I like them better in fifteen because at least in fifteen you're exploring like completely unique areas and like really beautiful places. Like when they'd send you into caves. Oh man. I mean, 14, 14 has unique and beautiful caves. Yeah, but it just doesn't touch. But here's the thing. I like the battle system on 14 better, so I don't care to kill these random things for 14 because I'm having more fun while doing it. So that's the kind of the difference for me. So, you know, when 14 sends me out to find wine for somebody, I don't care because I'm still enjoying fighting that stuff. When 15 sends me out to make cup noodles, I'm like, God, I don't want to do this. Lord. Anyway, moving on. We're not going to really talk too much about this next one. I have no idea what this is going to be. Because for my number two, Final Fantasy VII. So we're not going to talk too much about it because we kind of already talked about it when you went through yours. Now, I will say Seven has long been one of my favorites. I don't think I necessarily would have put it as two if it weren't for the remake also. I've kind of lumped the remake in with this. Seven has always been high up there, but the reimagining they did for the remake just reminded me how much I love these characters in this world. And viewing that as part of the Final Fantasy VII package sent this right to my to my number two. Seven Remake is my favorite game in the last couple of years. I just think that game was... I think the battle system was great. I loved the way they fleshed out Midgar, fleshed out some of the characters even more. It made just Aerith this, the sweetest best video game character in history <laughs> but uh, uh yeah so seven and seven remake kind of bundled together that's my number two we already kind of talked about it so yeah we don't have much to say about seven at this point let's get on to your number one oh god and let's try to keep your your reason why you love this game under an hour and a half because i've heard it a million times let's look, cue the wwe fight music oh, i'm not gonna fight you on it yeah uh, you say that I think our <laughs> I think our opinions are more differing on fifteen than they are this one. This is this is where most of our sibling rivalry comes from right here. All right, my number one, and this is I'm I'm not I'm expanding this beyond Final Fantasy. If this were a top five video game list of favorites, this wouldn't change. This would still be number one. Um, but my number one is Final Fantasy Nine. No matter how many times I play that game, I think that is the only only of two games in existence that I can play over and over and like it better every time. What's the other? Uh, Persona 5 Royal. Okay. Yeah. Or, and Persona 5. Uh, in fact, that Final Fantasy IX is my favorite game ever, but I think the best game ever is Persona 5, but I'll, that's another topic. Um, 
Final Fantasy IX is just special to me in more than in, in multiple ways. Does it do everything better than every other game? No. Five has a better battle system. Nah, that's about it, in my opinion. <laughs> I think it has the best soundtrack of any Final Fantasy game. I think it has the best character cast of any Final Fantasy game. I think it has the best story of any Final Fantasy game. I think it is just everything about it makes me tear up, and I love it, love it, love it, love it. It is 100% amazing. And I know I'm not saying anything, like, good. I'm just, like, gawking over it, but... Uh, I've just so I, I get flabbergasted when I yeah, think most about of it. most of your other introductions and talking about have been very laid out with with nice thoughts and drawbacks. And this has yeah. just been like, oh, my God, basically to me. And the, the, the thing I get from nine is that the game is about a bunch of depressed people and one extrovert that everyone finds annoying until they realize how much that extrovert has changed their life for the better. He helps Vivi realize, yeah, you're going to die someday, but let's enjoy the time we got. He helps Dagger learn how to be a human and like not be so proper all the time and just let loose and relax. He teaches Steiner the same thing, just gets that giant rod out of his butt. And then towards the end of the game, when Zidane falls down that hole, Everybody else he helped comes to help him. I don't think there's a more powerful moment in any video game ever than that. That's a that's a pretty cool part. I do really like that part of Final Fantasy IX. The absolute best part. A lot of people say their issue with Zidane is that he's annoying. I think that, Zidane, that would be me. I think Zidane has more character than any character in this whole series. He is not a copy paste thing. He does not have tropes. He is Zidane. I feel like he is the most personal and just I am who I am character of any of them. And he has one of the biggest arcs of any character in the series. He is, and the whole story is revolved around him and his relationship with the party members and how he impacts them for the better. And at the end of the day, whenever he helps them all and they help him and then they all come together to come and save the world. It's just, it feels impactful. It feels better than, oh, we saved the world. We did this. It feels like we're coming. We can only do this if we're together. And it's all thanks to our relationship with each other. And that's just the moral of a story that I think a lot of people need. A lot of people really need to like, feel like that a lot of people need to try to be that beacon for somebody else to maybe help pull them out of a slump they're in or maybe we need somebody to pull us out of a slump you need to stop getting deep because it's making it really hard for me to crap on it that's your plan you just you then you come off you come <laughs> off sounding like the moral high ground and i'm just the jerk that comes in that craps all over your dreams no, I, I actually don't disagree with really anything you just said. I think, well, a little bit. I, I do find Zidane annoying. But I, I don't disagree with, with the moral of the story and what they're trying to do. And the part where all of his friends rally behind him in his darkest moment is probably one of the coolest. I mean, even even I was kind of moved by that portion. And Final Fantasy IX is, is not one of my favorite games. So it's not it's not in the bottom. It's kind of in the middle. But even that moment, I was like, whoa, this is this is good. This is good yeah, storytelling. The whole, the whole game is great storytelling. Is just... eh, 
the, the oh last five God. minutes. Well, actually, the last five minutes are very good storytelling because. Sorry, sorry. The last five minutes. Okay, yeah. The ending movie is great. I I do not like. I think Final Fantasy VII would probably be higher on my list. It might not crack my top five because I really like these five, but. I man, it loses me every time. And I just played it this year. I played it this summer again, uh, just because, you know, I, we'd been having this fight forever and I wanted to see, cause I played it when I was in high school and I just wanted to give it another chance. And I did like it a lot better this time, but man, every time I get to Necron, I'm just like, what is this? Ugh. we should have just ended with Kuja. It yeah. had the I'll best. I'll give ending. you that. Like it had, it had set itself up for the best ending. 100 actually it would have been better i yes. don't hate the idea of necron and i'm sick of pretending i do <laughs> i Ugh. don't i don't hate it Ugh. that's you what know, i say to you. it is Ugh. a random very random last fight to have i you know that aside he's very well designed and very creepy looking he's a very He's a very good final. Yeah, boss, he looks nice, but he doesn't mean anything to the story. Here's the problem, though. He means nothing. And then as soon as you beat him, he also doesn't have anything to do with the ending. Like, like even in the ending movie, there's not there's not even a mention of him after he's introduced. It just seems like he should have been a secret boss. And I swear, every time I get there, it just drives me nuts because I'm like, you had it. You teed this up for such a cool and like final battle against Kuja. And then you pull the rug out from under Kuja and say, never mind, we're giving it to this blue dude. And I feel like it takes away the impact of Kuja. I think it really kind of takes away what he was supposed to be. At the end of the Necron fight, Kuja is the one that saves you. And that kind of shows us the turnaround arc for Kuja realizing, hey, maybe I shouldn't have tried to kill everything on the planet. Necron, one of my favorite things about Necron is what it's done to the community of Final Fantasy IX. Now people come together even to this day discussing hey what was that well here's my theory here's my theory and here's what it actually is because someone actually interviewed the producer my favorite theory is that um there's two theories is that it's a reincarnation of the tree boss you fought earlier in the game and the other theory is that it was the exactly what it is an evil um entity from another realm coming to just return everything to zero but that it was possessing kuja the whole time um, and Kujo was never bad. Um, that's my favorite theory. It doesn't make much sense because that takes away from Kujo's origin story. I don't like that either. I would rather, exactly, I'd rather Kujo be acting on his own Yeah. instead of being possessed by Necron. Necron doesn't impact this game at all because if you look, if you just scratch that away, you still have one of the best polished games of all time. And Necron is weird. It doesn't take away anything, though, to me. It's not like a big eyesore to me. It is a it is an eyesore to me. I I it I it's one of the things because you know what I've said it before. I, I really focus on the story, and that just is such a big I don't know. It's such a big blight on the story for me. It just makes me. Ugh. But again, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't really take away from the overall package. Uh, it does it does impact my view overall. But it doesn't really take away from some of the other things you said, because I do think Final Fantasy IX has a really good battle system, despite the fact that it takes 45 minutes for the battles to load. (laughs) But the PlayStation 4 speed up really helps with that. But apart from that, I think it has a great battle system. I like the system about learning new abilities. I think that's good. 
I've always been kind of turned off by the art style. I, I don't really like the, <laughs> the muted. Well, hold on. I don't. I don't really like the the short. They're not quite chibi, but everybody looks kind of squished down. I just never really got into that art style. I, I just don't dig it. Oh god! I tried to be mature, and you bragged the art style, and my just an arrow through my heart. Oh. All I said was I didn't, I didn't care for it personally. And it was it was an artistic choice that they made. I mean, it was something that they decided to do while they were doing it. It just it didn't resonate with me. I think it makes it look a little more cartoonish. And it, it just wasn't really what I, and it's different than like Final Fantasy seven, because Final Fantasy seven, you could tell they were going for a mature look, but they were held back by what they could do at the time. Whereas Final Fantasy nine, it was an artistic choice to just do some of the things they did. And I didn't really care for it. Also, it, I, I did find that there just wasn't a lot of characters that I really, really liked. I loved Vivi. Love him all day, all night. I love Freya. Yeah, I'm going to make you mad again. Steiner annoys me to no end. And I don't understand why he's wearing shorts. <laughs> but that's a little different. How can you say Steiner has one of the biggest turnarounds in that game? He does. He does. And I'm not saying he doesn't have a good character arc, but especially in the beginning, he just, I found myself being annoyed, but I do like him towards the end. Oh my God. Oh my God. What? Okay. I'm not trying to say bad opinion. I'm just going to say what a different opinion. (laughs) Yeah, we definitely have different opinions because bringing me to my number one, you have the similar reaction that I have to final fantasy nine. My number one, uh, so this this wasn't necessarily my first Final Fantasy, but it was the first one that I, I really, really, really got into. Um, I have played it again recently just to see if it was nostalgia that was kind of coloring me. And no, I, I played it late 2019 again, and this still remains my number one Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VIII, which I know is not the most popular one, although it has a bigger following than people like to pretend it does. People like to pretend that everybody just hates it. That's not really true. It has a lot of sales. I mean, especially when it first came out, it sold a lot. I think it was only behind Final Fantasy VII. But I I just love, like, kind of doing what Soloist just did. I just love pretty much everything about this game. I do like the art style better for the PlayStation 1 type games. I do think it was kind of that more mature, realistic looking art style. I... I connected, especially with when I originally played with this game, I connected more with the characters. It's kind of the inverse, though, of what you said about Final Fantasy IX to where, you know, Zidane is this beacon of light that kind of pulls all these people around him out of the darkness, whereas Final Fantasy VIII is kind of the inverse. It's about Squall, who's kind of locked in his own darkness. And then you have your upbeat, peppy character in Renoa who then brings him out of that. And it's about, you know, him coming back to the world, allowing himself to open up, allowing himself to feel love again for this person and just watching him kind of struggle with those emotions of like, you know, I'm a mercenary. What's why am I feeling like this? But, you know, I I feel for this woman who I've just met and it's, I'm a big, I love romance. I love romantic comedies. I love stuff like that. So Final Fantasy VIII just hits all those notes. Plus, I, I kind of like the futuristic stuff, and I like when it gets weird with the time travel towards the end. I like that it has mysteries that still are not explicitly stated within the game, but that are actually hinted at. 
instead of just dropping, hey, here's this random thing we're not going to explain, fight it, and we'll never talk about it again. I, I like that it doesn't necessarily, like, uh, again, spoilers, Laguna being Squall's father. This is never explicitly stated in the game, but the hints are there. You know, when you visit different areas, it's it's talked about with NPCs. Sometimes, you know, some of the places you can go, the hints are just layered on, but it just stops short of telling you. And there's a difference between presenting a bunch of things and just not quite confirming and dropping something out of nowhere. Now, there is a difference between the two. Also controversial, I like the junction system. This is something that I know people absolutely hate, but I find the junction system and being able to, you know, take the magic. I do find it a little weird, the magic being more like an item. I do think that's weird, but I do like the concept of, you know, taking these elemental magics and junctioning them to your strength, your HP, and them having different effects based on how you configure your characters. But for me, it's always about story first. And I just, Final Fantasy VIII always speaks to me emotionally with the relationship of, you know, Squall and Renoa and just watching them kind of develop their relationship as they go. And I, I love, I think people might crap on this too. I don't know. But I, I love the space rescue scene. I love that scene where Renoa is just kind of floating out there in space. And, you know, right before she dies, right before she's about to take her last breath, she kind of sees the ring that Squall gave her floating in front of her face right as he makes it to her and rescues her. And, oh, that gives me chills. And then, of course, eyes on me playing in the background while they're, like, coming back to Earth. Everything about it just kind of hits all the chords with me. And you haven't played all the way through Final Fantasy VIII, so you can't crap on everything. <laughs> I played through eight when I was really young. And I got to the end of disc three, literally entered the final dungeon, and just logged out to go eat dinner that my mommy cooked because I was a baby and just found myself never coming back. The one thing we have in common with eight is that I think it is the Final Fantasy game I've started more than any of them because I can never keep my interest beyond disc one. I really don't have anything to say. That's not what you also said about nine. Um, this is just difference in tastes. I do believe, I think the art style in eight, um, especially before the remaster, uh, made me want to puke. The remaster looks a lot better, but it doesn't change that the art style. It's just not my taste. I think everyone's too lanky and they run weird. I don't know. Speaking of running weird, that is another thing I really like about Final Fantasy VIII is that all of your characters are on screen at the same time. I like that your party follows you around. I just always thought that was cool because it was really the only one that was doing that. I think it's, is it still the only one that does that apart from the ones that like yeah, your party are there, so. like the newer ones? Like even 10 didn't do that. So uh, that that was something I just really always enjoyed. And I do like that too. Um, eight is one of those games that I think I would enjoy more if I played it in my adult life. And I have it downloaded on my PS4 ready to play. But all I can speak of is what I know about eight. And it is that I think the junction system is the second worst system in the entire series. Only only worst to 13. Wow. <laughs> It must really hurt to have such a wrong opinion about both eight and 13. I definitely disagree with the, with the 
junction system being one of the worst. Also, I don't, we can get into this on another time, but I don't really know what your problem with Final Fantasy 13 system is. My favorite is. part of Final Fantasy 13 is when I turn my Xbox off. But uh, Final Fantasy 8's so, junction system so is negative. awful. I don't like it at all. That, that's majority of what holds that game back for me so, so much. And it goes with what you said about itemized magic. Itemized magic is weird. I think so too. It's not what holds it back for me too. Itemized magic is also when 15. Um, because you itemize your magic to use as nukes or whatever. The system in 8, uh, the tutorial kind of does a bad job explaining it, first of all. Um, I think it's it's not confusing, but it's really hard to use. If you don't look up how to use it, it's really hard to use well. I don't think it's hard to use to get by, but like there's a lot of stuff about it that you just kind of have to know, either through a lot of experimenting or looking it up and it just i don't like having to sit there and dedicate like minutes upon minutes to drawing magic from an enemy that just it's monotonous and you know you can do the whole tape rubber band the x button down and leave it while you go eat lunch or something sure but it just stands it just stands you know i already am a advocate for if you don't have to level grind don't do it I don't want to stop my game to sit there and just level grind. I, it's just to stop the experience of the game to level grind. I don't think that is good game design in the slightest. And the way the drawing works in 8, sure there's drawing points, but the way it works having to draw off of enemies, if you want to truly get the most out of the junction system, it's forcing you to stop and grind. Um, when I play through, I'm, I'm looking right here at all of my lists. It's 9, 7 five six i don't know if you count side quests as grinding i don't so i'm not going to so all of my top five on my list i've played through all of these games without grinding without feeling a need to grind and eight feels like it forces it upon you to draw and i don't think that's good game design well i do have a counterpoint um so final fantasy eight yes the drawing can be a little tedious and monotonous that the the speeding it up on the remaster makes it a lot faster and easier but I don't view this as any different of leveling up your materia. You, you can draw the bare minimum and get by this game. Like you said, it depends on how much you want to get out of the junction system. So I don't, I don't think you should color it any different than some of the other stuff. So the, if you, you can draw here and there and still get by with enough stuff, especially since everything matches your level. So uh, of all the games you don't have to grind levels, Final Fantasy VIII's the same one. So the same thing can be said, though, for Final Fantasy IX and Final Fantasy VII with your abilities. If you want to level up and get the highest materia, you're going to have to grind that out a little bit. Yeah, those are so easy to get, though. You can get those just by fighting every encounter you get through the game. I had most almost all of the abilities on all of my characters by the end of that game just by making sure I always had equipment on that was learning something. I never equipped the best equipment. I said, this is maxed out, change equipment. And I never grinded. But what about Final Fantasy VII? You're not going to max your materia without doing a little grinding. You know, I said I liked the materia system. I don't get it either. So I don't really remember having to max out my materia that much. I kind of feel like what I remember that it's the same as nine, that it wasn't that hard to max out. So I could just, I could still just, I could still just play the game. No, you, you have to grind if you're wanting to max out some of those materials. Some of them, especially, I think the all materia takes a lot of AP. If you want to compare grinding to grinding, in seven you'd be grinding playing the game. In eight, you're going to a halt to use the same menu item over and over. 
and and that takes away from the core gameplay of Final True. Fantasy. True, and that's but that's also to your point. If you really want to get the most out of the junction system, you don't have to have a full stock of magic to use the junction system adequately. It's really annoying that it doesn't really. The tutorial is not good enough, so you don't know what magic is the best for your slot. So what if you waste a bunch of time grinding the wrong magic just to find out? Oh, this is better. Let's do it all over again. Well, that's that's no, that's not that. The, the tutorial does a decent job of telling you what you need to do. And yes, there's some trial and error, but they also have an auto button that does it for you. Like literally, there's a button that says auto. Do you want to? Do you want to do strength, that defense, or magic? The fact that you might find magic a little later on that is better than what you have in your auto slot. Then re hit the auto button and it places it again. Yeah. If you want to get the most out of this, yes. And I'm not. I'm not saying the draw system doesn't get a little tedious, but at the same time, once you cap it to 100, you never have to do it again, and you don't have to cap it to 100 if you don't want to. You can max your stats without a without 100 in a lot of I'm these gonna things. Leave it at this. I. That's why I don't like it if I had to give you a reason. And another reason is just that I don't like it. You know, I just don't like it. It doesn't mesh well with me. And it's just weird. It feels lopsided. Um, and the drawing thing really is standing in my way. Um, I just feel like it takes away from the gameplay, which is Final Fantasy gameplay, so it's not bad. Let me get on to the point of the characters. They, I don't remember too much about it. I personally am not so much one, and my favorite character in Seven is not Cloud. I'll start by saying that before you use that as a counter argument. And you can probably tell from my top five list here, a lot of my characters are go lucky and happy. Noctis is kind of an exception, but his bros help him out. My biggest problem with Eight's characters is that I don't like Squall at all. I'm trying not to sound completely negative, and I don't think it's Squall's fault. I just don't really like that kind of main character. And I remember the last time I played this game, and I thought, okay, I'm giving this a sure try. Here we go. It wasn't five minutes into the game before he says to Quistus, you you don't understand me. You can never understand me. And I literally think I started bleeding because the edginess cut me. And that, you know, that was just... I don't hate edgy stuff. You know, I love Sonic the Hedgehog, and Shadow is way more edgy than Squall. But when it's your main character, it just kind of is weird. You know, I like anime a lot, but my favorite animes are usually the ones with the dopey, stupid main character, not the edgy edgelords. And this is entirely based on taste. People like that. With me, it doesn't work. If I got to the end of the game and saw him being brought out of his shell... That might boost my opinion on him. But as it stands now, my favorite character is Zell because he's hilarious and goofy. And I love that. That's my character of choice. And that kind of brings us to the difference of opinion because, you know, I Zell's probably my least favorite character in that game. And the type of character you just described, I don't feel works as well as a main character, which goes back to our, you know, the biggest disagreement we have. That's why I don't like Final Fantasy IX as good as you do. Because where you say Squall's edginess cut you Zidane's over peppiness and his weird uncomfortable flirting just i it makes me physically want to turn the game off sometimes and i am glad i pushed through because towards the end of the game all of that kind of comes together but especially early on you know i had a similar yet opposite uh, you know reaction to him as you did because i was just like he, he seemed so overly peppy and self-confidence that wasn't earned 
that it just it makes me it, it turns me off a little bit. But I am glad I pushed through because, you know, like you said, that the narrative really kind of gets into, you know, his positive influence on those around him. Just like I feel like eight takes the opposite and kind of has the positive influence of someone like Renoa on Squall to bring him kind of back to everybody. So, you know, there's similar stories just told from different points of view. Really? I've heard that story a bit, but I think I don't think any Final Fantasy like love stories are very unique at all. I think I think I can end this at this. I, I know along with two and thirteen, eight is one of the only three games in the series I haven't beaten. I got close enough that I feel like I can have an opinion, and I know every story point about eight. I know how it ends. I know the time travel stuff. The soundtrack is great. Don't have to say anything bad about the soundtrack. It's great. Final Fantasy VIII, as it stands, is not my least favorite. I of the three I haven't played, I like it the best. But I do have confidence that if I finally sat down and played it as an adult, I think I would appreciate it more. But as it stands, and you know, maybe next week when I have my new setup, I'll start streaming a playthrough of it or something. Try the remaster. Try it. I just give it a try. I, I tried Final Fantasy IX again earlier this year, and it improved my opinion of it. So give it a try. And then maybe we can revisit that if you do start playing through it. Because I, and I don't expect it to shoot to your top, but I do think that it will move up a little bit because I think there's a lot there. And I think there's a lot there that you're not seeing, honestly, just because it's been so long since you have played it. That we'll see. I'll be curious to check back in on that in a, in a little bit. As it stands right now, if I had to say if I liked it or didn't like it, I don't like it. And I know you say you like nine and I sound like the jerk here, but I don't like it. Right now, I don't like it. When I replay it, we'll see if I like it. But if I have to go based on what I know now and what I've experienced now, it's on the bottom half of my list. I like 12 better than it. Wow. Them some if it makes you feel words. any better, it's still better than that god-awful scummy Final Fantasy Thirteen. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I think that we call this episode a close. Um, in, in summation, in review... Uh, Final Fantasy VIII is the best Final Fantasy, and Soloist is kind of a jerk. That is an opinion, and Final Fantasy IX is really good on its own merits, as is Final Fantasy VIII. Do you have anything else that you want to mention? Uh, where can we find you at, Soloist? So please look me up on YouTube at Soloist. Um, we're wrapping up our Banjo Let's Play and starting up a new Let's Play that I think the audience here on this show would really like, wink wink, so check it out. Um, if you want to know the kind of Let's Plays I do, they're really in-depth, they're not like fart jokes and everything i try to really keep it informative and funny so come check it out if you want to know more about some of the games i'm playing on twitch find me on Starcrawler soloist i think starting next week since we've talked about it so much i think i'm just going to rip off the bandage and just stream a playthrough of eight starting next week do it so i'm going to do like probably tuesday eights thursday see if i want to play it again and maybe some 14 and then retro days on saturdays and whatnot yeah 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 yada 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 twitter i'm at soloist underscore tv that's where you can get a lot of my you know random thoughts that approach me during the day we we tweet we talk a lot about final fantasy here but i tweet a lot about one piece so if you want to know about that at all find me there i think that's all i'm doing all right and you can follow me at twitter at wolfkins uh and i also want to remind everybody we do have a website highwindherald.com and as of this week we are now available on apple podcasts spotify and google podcasts so you should be able to find us on any one of those. I think we're probably out there on a couple other podcatchers as well. But that's it for me. We do have a Discord channel. Uh, that you know, The link to that is always going to be at the bottom of our show notes. So if you're interested in joining 
coming and chatting with us for a little bit. Uh, we do have a channel. We can do that. Maybe throw out some show ideas. Like I said, the format of this show is is going to be, you know, kind of random topics like this in addition to the news. So if there's anything you want to hear us talk about, hop in the Discord. We'll have a channel for that. And let's just let's just hang out and talk. But uh, if there's nothing else, soloist, I think that we can call this an afternoon. A nice hearty discussion we just had with some agreements and some we disagreements. Get, we didn't get childish at all towards the end. I don't know. You interrupted me like six times. I don't know. I think you're about to cut out some of my good, <laughs> good <laughs> points. I have no idea. Ah, the power of post. All right. Well, with that's it. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we do appreciate it. Have a great day. We'll see you next week. Peace out.